Hey, hey, everyone. You're listening to Fireball Podcast with Ashley Mayfield, and this is episode nine. What is up, everybody? Hope you've had a fantastic week. I am so excited about this episode. It is such a requested topic. So pull up a chair because I'm going to be dropping some fire. As always, if you find any value whatsoever, I ask that you pay the fee. Just share it with one friend. Share it with one friend. Also share it on your social media. Feel free to tag me. I would love to be able to know who is listening and uh, repost it because your girl be reposting when y'all tag me. I appreciate it. All right. How to stop someone from quitting. Is this not a topic that we need to talk about? Okay. Because we get some people that be quitting. People want to change their life. People want to level up. People want financial freedom. And then they join then they want to quit. And it's very, very unfortunate. So we're going to talk about that today. First, I think we definitely need to understand that this rodeo (laughs) ain't for every cowboy, amen. So not everybody wants to be really an entrepreneur, especially whenever it comes to our marketing. I think sometimes people fall in love with the results. People fall in love with the lifestyle, the freedom, the results that we get. But obviously we know not everybody is going to want to do this. Like, thank God there's teachers. Thank God there's lawyers and doctors and I don't even know, like every ordinary people, just like entrepreneurship, like every field isn't for everyone. So you have to go into entrepreneurship and into your business understanding that like basic foundation, because if you expect everyone to buy into your vision or to support what you're doing, you're definitely going to be discouraged. But is there a way we can get someone to stop quitting? Is there like a super secret script, um, like a little black pocket book that uh, top people keep in their back pocket? No, there's literally no magical words. So can we get people to stop quitting? Eh, I don't know. But here's what I know. Three years ago, I came up with almost a foolproof plan that I've only had two people not follow. (laughs) It's probably like two and a half, three years now. And so I want to download that to you today. How can you get people to buy into the vision? How can you get people to stay close to the fire when they're really not feeling it? Now, what I can tell you is if uh, you have more of an aggressive personality, whenever people don't buy into your vision or they want to quit, it's easy to really get petty and get in your ego and be like, screw you. Bye, Felicia. But we all know we can't do that because we need people. We need people. We want to be able to make a difference. We want to be able to make an impact. We want to be able to change people's lives. And we definitely need people to do that. We need to be able to humble ourselves and remember what it's like to be a beginner. That is so hard, especially as you start climbing the ranks and you get older and older in your entrepreneur journey and you're no longer this baby, but you're an infant and you start walking and you start doing all the things because the business is very much just like raising a baby, right? And so right now I'm only four years into my entrepreneurship journey and um, I'm just scratching the surface. Like I by no means consider myself successful. I by no means consider myself, yes, I've done some things. I've crossed some things off my list and I'm super proud about that. Um, In fact, I mean, I've done a lot of things things that I never thought I would, but man, the sky is the limit. And But I remember when I started four years ago, it wasn't like that. I didn't start with this big grandiose vision. I didn't start with wanting to conquer the world and you know world domination and take everybody debt free and, and all that stuff. I did not start that way. I started wanting to pay a bill around the house and nervous as crap. 
okay? Remember how you started. So when people come to you and they just, they join and they immediately want to quit or they're a week in and they start getting nervous or they they blindside you out of nowhere and say that they want to walk away, that they're done. You need to know that it's usually a deeper issue happening. So I try to put myself in the other person's shoes and just remember that I started at start two and that was really intimidating. It was really nerve wracking, scary. I had never done personal development on the level like I'm doing it right now. I had never done any of that stuff before. And so it really is like jumping off of a cliff. You jump off a cliff and then you start freaking out. You have no idea what's going on. And so, you know, always remember whenever people approach you and want to quit, give them grace and give them the benefit of the doubt. It's really easy to just want to get angry or want to get pissed off and want to just cut ties. One thing I've had to learn is never burn a bridge. Now, if that bridge needs to be burned down, I ain't afraid to do it. Okay, because there's a certain way you're not going to treat me. There's a certain way you're not going to talk to me, right? And I hope you guys have those same standards for your life as well. But nine times out of 10, you don't really need to burn that bridge because you never know. Some people, it's genuinely not their time. But nine times out of 10, I do believe that it's more so an excuse, an irrational thought, a fear, an ego issue, pride issue, or just this preconceived notion as to why they can't because we're so quick to count ourselves out of the stuff, right? So with that being said, here's one thing that I've implemented two and a half to three years ago that has been foolproof. I, literally out of everyone that I've personally enrolled, there's been two people it has not worked on. And once I explain it, you're going to understand. So let's say that someone comes to you. Is there something super magical that you can do in order to get them to stop from quitting. There's really not. But here's a system that I've implemented that has been so profound. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many people that I have been able to save from them walking out on their entrepreneurship journey. And now they're leaders in my organization. And I've had this incredible honor of not only impacting and changing their life, but in return, they've done it to mine as well. So what do you do whenever someone says they want to quit? Here's a foolproof thing. I'm telling you, Put it in your back pocket. It's going to work. This is literally all I say. I ask them if they can Zoom. So we use Zoom. Maybe you use FaceTime or use Skype or whatever, but I use Zoom a lot in my business. It's how we have all of our fundamental meetings. It's how I do my coaching calls, all that stuff, right? And so whenever someone comes to me, whether it's through voice memo, it's through a phone call, it's through whatever, I have to get them face-to-face. Now, what's the power of face-to-face? So the power of face-to-face is that I'm a very aggressive personality. (laughs) Shocker, right? So I'm very direct and I believe that clear is kind and I'm going to be clear. I'm going to in love, I'm going to wrap it in love, but in in my truth and who I am and the passionate leader that I am, I am going to speak candid. And I know, and we all understand that text can be misconstrued. So the first thing that I never do when someone comes to me and says they want to quit, which we all know a majority of the time they're going to do it through text message, right? I never negotiate. You guys don't negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) That's like a key foundation, okay? And if you want to quit on me, you're a terrorist. No, I'm just kidding. But never negotiate. Don't negotiate with people through text. Like you're going to be in a text war and at any time they can ghost you. Don't do it. If someone pours their heart out to you, literally, this is the only thing I say. When can we Zoom about this? When can we Zoom about this? Or can we Zoom about this? I don't say anything else. 
I'm not gonna say, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm not, literally, when can we Zoom about this? I need to get you face-to-face. I need you to, because I'm gonna be direct with you and I'm gonna, normally, again, it's these irrational fears, irrational thoughts. It's, you know, their aunts, cousins, daughters, boyfriends, you know, ex-wife who's living in her mom's basement says those things don't work, right? It's usually the little things. It's the fear in our head. It's the doubt in our heart. And it's our job to be able to get face-to-face and cast this belief in them. But I can't do it unless I'm face-to-face. I have to be face-to-face with them. I need them to get uncomfortable and meet me halfway. Now, like I've said in the last two and a half years, I've had two people that said, I will not Zoom about it. And I'm here to tell you, sister, that if they will not Zoom with you, they are done. They're gone. And that's okay. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. Uh, I had um, a leader do that with me, someone who was um, at the fourth level in our company, someone who I genuinely believed in. I knew this person in life and I was super excited. And do I feel like she gave up on herself too soon? Absolutely. Do I feel like she threw in the towel because she felt it was more out of this perfectionistic, I'm not as going as fast as I wanna be. Other people are going faster than me. Like, sure, we all have those moments of ego that overwhelm us, right? But she opened, and she knew my system. She knew I was gonna say it to her. She said, Ashley, there's nothing you're gonna say to me to get me to stay. I'm done. And I had to respect that. Now, because I value clear communication, I value receiving clear communication. So I actually have mad respect for her that she just said that. And another person who was more of like at the entry level, they said it and it ended up being fine. But I am telling you, Every other time that I've used this tactic, people have gotten on the Zoom. So you need to know if you can get them in a face-to-face meeting, you've got them. They're willing to meet you halfway. It's almost like a cry for help, okay? They might not wanna wanna quit 100%. They still believe in the vision. They just need help. They need help. They're crying out. They're overwhelmed. So what do I do when I get them on a Zoom? The first thing is I need to let them share. I literally just need to say, hey girl, thank you so much for wanting to connect with me. What's going on? And this is a moment I and you, we need to zippa the lippa and listen. There is going to be some valuable things that they drop. If necessary, you need to show up undistracted. You need to, is that a word? You need to show up with a pen and paper. Like you need to be ready to give them your undivided attention and take notes because they are going to open up and uh, release and share some things with you that is going to be so valuable. And I mean, so many times I've had this conversation and it's literally been the irrational thoughts in their head. It's been the preconceived notion of I'm too old. I don't know how to do this. I'm really nervous. I'm afraid everyone's going to laugh at me. You know, my mom told me that I was in a scam or it's going to be something that we literally can work through. But for some reason, they've convinced themselves the only way to make the pain, the uncomfortableness, um, the fear, the doubt, to make it go away is they have to quit. And which in case I wanna like in turn, I wanna let them know the only way to get that to go away is to push through. You have to push through. You have to hit it head on. There's no way to go around the mountain. There's no way to crawl a hole under the mountain. You gotta slam right into that fear and that doubt. So the first thing, like I said, I'm literally just gonna listen to them. I'm gonna let them speak as long as they need. I'm gonna let them pour their heart out and I'm just going to absorb information. The second thing I do 
is nine times out of 10, I agree with them. You guys, you would be shocked. Like, you know, when people are like, man, I've got a lot, I'm afraid to fail. I just, I totally get it. Like, I, I totally agree. It, it is kind of scary to fail, isn't it? You guys, when you just agree with people, you'd be shocked, like, how, how much that does for the person. Sometimes people just need to be heard and they just need to be validated. And I do that even with my potentials too. Like I had a customer one time that was kind of like, oh man, that's kind of pricey. And I was like, yeah, you know what? We're not, you're right. We're not the cheapest, but you're also not going to get a Walmart result. If you're looking for a Walmart price, you're going to get a Walmart result, right? And so saying those things to people and agreeing with them and just letting them be heard, you know, that's so necessary to being validated. We've all been in a position where we just needed to be validated and we just need to be like, yeah, you know what? You, you could fail. You, you definitely are probably going to make mistakes, but it's really not as scary as you're making it out to be. And yeah, you know what? That, you're right. That sucks. I'm sorry. Your mom said you're in a scam. And I'm just going to be honest with you. She's probably not the last person that's going to say that to you. But is she paying your bills? And, and is she the one that's providing you with this dream life that you joined for? Is she the one that's gonna help you cross your finish line? She's probably not, right? Because if she was, she'd already done it. And so why are we allowing her opinion to, to reign so strong in our world? Just agreeing with people and validating them is so profound. The next thing that I do is I try to feel felt found them, okay? This is a tactic that we use in sales when it comes to potentials. Why are we not doing that with our distributors? Hey, I totally understand how you feel. In fact, I felt the same way. This is what I found though. I found that once you get over the first hump, I found that once you go through the first dip, I found that once you have your first loss, you take your first L, that you actually come back so much stronger. So sister, I, I know that you're frustrated right now and I know that you think the only way out is to take the exit sign, but I'm here to tell you that we can weather the storm together and you're gonna be so much stronger on the other side. And so being able to relate with them, being able to share a story, and I'm gonna tell you, I've had people that have wanted to quit that I don't have their story. Maybe they're a single mom of three kids and they're, they believe that they don't have time. Or maybe they're working a full-time job and this isn't above and beyond. Um, and they don't, they, you know, like, I don't, I don't have time. I don't know how I'm supposed to do all this stuff. Maybe it's someone who's in a position where their spouse works and they actually just joined for fun money and their spouse works a lot. And so they don't really quote unquote need the money, which in that case, that person's not dreaming big enough, right? But that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. And so I try to feel felt found. And if I don't have that personal story, I'm sharing stories of people I know, whether they're in my tribe, they're, I've heard about them in my company, um, these success stories. It's so important that you have a repertoire, that you have some kind of catalog of success stories. That way you can relate to people. It is so important that people feel like they're not alone. And I think that's the number one way that the enemy tries to get us in our minds is isolation. We believe that our story is the only one. We believe that our fear is the only one, that everybody else is winning and we're the only ones that are losing, right? I mean, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like you were the only one that had this, that, and the other? You were the only one that was experiencing. You were the only one that couldn't figure it out, okay? No, you're not alone. We've all been there. Some of us just had it better than others, you know, but we've all been there. And it's so important that just as much as we're agreeing with them and validating them, we've got to back them up with a feel felt found. So now they can feel it. And again, this is why doing it on Zoom is so profound because I need them to see my face because I'm going to be unapologetic. Like, hey, yeah, I'm sorry that, you know, that that your mom said that, like that kind of sucks. Like I, I can't imagine a parent who like, 
parents are supposed to believe the best in you. And here your mom is telling you, you joined a scam. Like that really sucks. Like I'm going to be candid with this person. And because I'm going to be direct and candid, I really need them to feel my heart. I really need them to feel my energy and just my belief that they can do this. And, you know, energy is felt. Like energy can be transferred from one person to another and that's felt and I need to get in front of them and pour my heart out because dude, they might not believe in themselves, but I'm going to validate how much I believe in them because I was that girl four years ago. I was that girl that didn't believe in herself and didn't think she had what it took and felt inadequate and less than and I didn't really see anyone that had my personality or had my fire and had my passion and so it made me feel like it wasn't the right fit for me, but I just had to realize because I didn't see someone that looked like me, that was the validation that this business needed me. Amen? That's a freaking fireball right there. So number one, I'm going to shut up and let them share. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to caete my boca and I'm going to listen. Number two, I'm going to agree with them. Number three, I'm going to feel felt found. And the last thing that I'm going to do is before I end the meeting, I'm going to raise the bar on them. Before I end the meeting, sister, I'm going to raise the bar on them. Like, will you make a commitment to bottle this fear up, bottle this thought, put the ego, put the pride on the shelf? Will you give me 90 days? Will you show up and give me 90 days? I'm going to ask them to commit because if you just leave the meeting thinking everything is fine and it's not fine, you're gonna be frustrated. And so I really do give them the space like before we end, say, is there anything else you wanna say, you wanna get off your chest, like anything at all? Because when we get off this meeting, I'm gonna move forward. Like we're moving forward together. Give them that last space to get whatever they want out, okay? It it needs to be um, a space, again, where they can be heard and they can be validated. So give them permission to really open up. But then I'm gonna raise the bar on them. I'm gonna ask them to make a commitment. I'm gonna ask them, will you commit for the next 30 days? Will you do everything I say for the next 60, for the next 90 days? Will you show up? Will you give it what you got? And if they say yes, then then you can hold them accountable. They've given you permission to tell them what to do, to tell them how to show up, to tell them how to run their business. And so now you have to be the leader. You get to, you get to be the leader, right? But I'm going to set that standard. It's so important that we're setting a standard with people who partner with us. It's so important that we're constantly ruffling those feathers a little bit and, and like demanding that people rise to their potential. Do you know how bad your team needs you to do that? Your team needs you to be the leader that believes in them so much that you are not comfortable seeing them at where they're at. And so when you raise that bar on them, oh, sis, you better start showing up. You gotta start showing up like their leader. You gotta start telling them what to do. You gotta start telling them what to post. You got to start telling them what to voice memo, um, what to put on their stories, what video to do. You, you got to feed them. They desire that because you ask them to trust in you and now it's your job and you get to take them the rest of the way. I am telling you guys, this process has saved my business. I can literally name, I need more than two, three, four hands of the people that I've been able to step in and stop them from doing something detrimental. And now they've absolutely changed my life, my business, and they're some of my best friends. So do not hesitate. You better put this in your back pocket, share it with a friend who needs this because I am telling you, this is gonna save your business. If you implement this, you are gonna see so much more fruit. So I hope you found value. May filled out.